Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I am, as always, R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about being heard and about being misunderstood and some of the feelings and the thoughts behind that. And um, as usual, before we get to that topic, so we, do we will do the Mayan. So this is today in Mayan in the Dream Spell calendar. And it's third tone. Lamont, which is the tribe of the artist, and the guide tribe is Eb, which is the human or the humanitarian. So today's a good day uh, uh, to be of service to your own art form, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And then synchronistically, as always, oh, pardon me, synchronistically, as always, we get another shot of the uh, Mayan today. Um, brought in the tongue drum, which I'll do the smallest solo on later on in the show. But, um, yeah, I activate in order to beautify. Bonding art, I seal the store of elegance with the electric tone of service. I am guided by the power of free will. Yeah. So great. All of which kind of fits into the general theme of the show tonight. Well, yeah, and the, th the theme being that it's important to be heard, or the importance of it has gotten mm -hmm. more and more. There was once a time where everybody was in much more of a balance between listening and communicating the output and the input. But now, anymore, it seems like everybody is stuck on output and there's not very many people listening. I remember years ago you saying that you had read poems at one point and a lot of people had the active line and very few people had the listener's line oh, yeah, in this none. area. Yeah. I think that this is an era right now where that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so many people feel misunderstood and unheard. And I feel that that is the thing underlying all of our pain and suffering on an emotional level is feeling neglected by the universe. And it's because we put so much store into our worth. Well, that's the thing. If there's a true store in your worth, mm -hmm. it doesn't make any difference if people understand you or not. That is provided you are doing a good job of understanding you, mm -hmm. which is, of course, subject to a sliding scale that's very slippery. But presuming that, I'll just speak first person because it really is easier. I know what I know. And if other people know it, that's great. And if other people don't, it doesn't. I, uh, when I went to Drunvalo's uh, Earth Sky, pardon the eyes and all that, but this particular teaching, and Drunvalo says to the group, uh, thought creates and where you place your attention grows. And one year goes by, and I woke up understanding that. But I didn't think of that consciously the entire year. I just, so it took me one year to understand or one year to hear what this guy said, and then mm -hmm. I've been teaching it ever since. So uh, if I say something to someone and they don't get it, that's just fine because they will or they won't. And it's just fine because that can very well be a year out. You know, there is such a skew in the understanding of we, the human race. Some people, uh, you know, years ago you would go, what percent of your life do you create? And I would go, oh, 67%. Uh, who creates the other 33%? Uh, you know, okay, so now everybody will go, oh, oh like a parrot, I create 100% of my life. Now the new game is, uh, what percent of the time do you know that you create 100% of your <laughs> That's life? That's a good question. And then you're going back to 63% or whatever that number is. So it really, it, it just all isn't, well, if I'm understood, I am, if I'm not, I'm not, and so? Well, that's, that's a point. I understand. That's a point I was yeah. going to bring up, and I mm -hmm. think that's very good that you did, because 
communication or expressing yourself, if we could get to the place where we feel fulfilled just by the expression. Yeah. And the way I describe it to people is picture sitting across from someone, uh, across a table from someone. And our communication is something we express and we lay it on the table and then they pick it up or they don't pick it up, whatever their choice is. But in this codependent reality and in this reality where we feel our worth is only validated by other people getting yeah. us, what we tend to do is get up from our side of the table, go on the other side of the table, pick up the communication for them and cram it in their ear. Uh, or we sit on the other side and get really hurt and upset until it one day blows up or whatever yeah, assortment yeah. of different things we do. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to reach satisfaction in our revelation. Now is a time where we all are getting great revelation from guides, teachers from other realms, whatever it is you want to call that. And these revelations are incredible. And our need, quote unquote, to get those out and get them in a book and communicate those to people are becoming so overwhelming for a lot of people because they just feel this compulsion. And it's because we're not taught that we can just enjoy what's coming through in that revelation. And so our, our great stuff that comes through, we, we could um, enjoy it as it goes through instead of just wanting to deliver it to other people. Well, what's fallen out of the equation, and it's called the stair step, and not my title for it, but caught on to this, you uh, go up this step when you are getting all this new knowledge. And then the plateau mm -hmm. of the flat step is where you're not taking on new knowledge. You are, I had the one year of the uh, step in that particular thought creates and where you place your attention grows was a one year step really for me. But I, I wasn't even conscious that I was rearranging the entire way I thought <clears throat> to understand such a profound principle of the universe that if I place my attention on it, it's been activated. I mean, this is all we human beings do is wander around and point to bunches of photons to go, oh, he's looking at us. What are we doing? Ask him. He doesn't know. Well, just be pretty then. You know, just you know, shoot some sparks out. So they'll go, oh, wow, did you see that? You know, so. Uh, this, well, that, that well, it's true. It's like what you were saying with the step. It's we eat our food, we digest it, we eliminate, then we eat again. We do that with knowledge. We do that with everything in our life. I it has a life cycle. Everything, every living, I mean, everything that exists has a life cycle. I've often thought earwax was the um, uh, elimination of certain knowledge. Like uh, your average person that, that graduates from high school and gets a job in, say, 7-Eleven, Earwax for that next year is like the periodic table, the Magna Carta, you know, all this stuff that you're not going to use again. But this idea of being okay, periodically. being okay with being something else other than output. Now, in our society today, everybody's getting pissed off at everyone and everything. And the reason for that, the reason for that is that that's not the other person, that's you. And if there's one thing that will annoy you more than anything else, that's you. So if that person over there is uh, whatever they're doing, they're not being very alert, well, that means that I'm not being very alert, and it looks like that person. And I can be really ticked off at that person for not being very alert. But if I'm ticked off at them for not being very alert, I'm not very alert. 
And, and that's what's going on, by the way, the, the weasel-like frenzy that's going on in the world. And if you've been on any kind of road where you're driving a car, you're aware of the weasel-like frenzy that's, that's going on. That's what that is. Everybody's just reflecting each other to each other. And unless you're aware of that and you want to just love them for reflecting you, well, well, then, you know, that's, that's what that's about. That's the being, the understanding of the other person. The understanding is that it's you. That's the understanding. Yeah. And that's very easily misunderstood because we really buy it that that's somebody else. Oh, man, that's an easy one to sell. Well, it, it's also an easy thing to identify when people mm -hmm. are stuck in the acquisition. Oh. That means that they're living in a belief that we're not allowed to actually acquire it and have it, enjoy it, so we have to get more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. That's why when people have severe trauma, they'll often start collecting something, like people that were very hungry during the Depression make, when they're older, start buying four and oh, five yeah. boxes of cereal at the same time or whatever. It's because we get to the place where, where we're not allowing ourselves to really feel safe and comfortable within the moment. Yeah. But this, this thing about being misunderstood, one of the reasons I, want, I wanted to do the show on this topic or that I thought would be a good idea is I feel, just from my observations on the thousands of people that I've worked with over my lifetime, that the idea of being misunderstood, not really seen for who we are, and people not willing to hear the truth, like we will make up our mind, like let's say I'm sitting here, oh here, here's a card for you, and you have in your mind that I'm going to throw cards in your face, and you react as if you, if you are, everybody's living out their own drama, oh, and yeah. it can get very disheartening when you think other people are actually living in your universe with you, because it seems like a rejection, but it's people reacting to the past and not the present. And people going into work where their bosses are giving raises to people that don't really deserve it and they don't notice the work you're doing. How much of our emotional brain, our emotional energetic space and time are we taking up with feeling frustrated and hurt over that? I hear people talk about it all the time. Yeah, it's a disproportional amount, and especially as it is not the other person. It's mm -hmm. you being reflected back to you. and, and that is a, uh, an authority that, that would put Superman in an <clears throat> old age home. That is an authority that every one of us has that none of us seems to be able to access. Whoever that is, whatever they're doing, that's me reflected back to me. Mm -hmm. Now you can think it's someone else doing something. You get this, right? Someone else doing, no, no, that's you being reflected back to you. Really? No, that's absolutely, that's exactly the deal. And that's the great misunderstanding. Once you understand that, you could only be empathetic towards that other person for being so kind to have allegedly stopped their life to take the time to reflect you back to you. Isn't that kind of them? Well, well, I think the harmony, the magnetism brings yeah. that about, whether oh, they're yeah. consciously choosing to do that Oh, Although yes. sometimes that is Rarely the truth. consciously. But it, it is true. Yeah. And the real person that's not hearing you and seeing what a great job you're doing at work or knowing how loyal you've been to this person and they keep walking all over you and all those little things that nobody ever sees about you, well, the real bottom line is you're not seeing them. And 
you're seeing them and trying to, you have two facets to yourself. One is saying, everybody is walking all over me. I don't deserve this. And so you're attempting to convince the part of you that agrees that you don't deserve this mm -hmm. to believe that you deserve it with the evidence of the people and the circumstances outside of you. So if you cut that out of the equation and just accept yourself, allow yourself to enjoy your own brilliance, you're not going to get caught up in being held hostage by other people. That's when all this codependent, passive-aggressive behaviors come in because people know they can manipulate you because you get upset. Their opinion of you matters to you, so they can withhold it in order to control you. That is charming. Don't we love people for doing that? Call in if you love people for doing that because that's very definitely... Yeah, so the idea of the um, recognition of what's actually going on because they, no matter what we do, you're going to wake up with the potential to be more advanced, to the potential to be more conscious. Every time you wake up, you go through a doorway in which you will either agree to be more conscious or you will fight it. That's every morning, mm -hmm. okay? So that's why we, for so many years on this show, recommended that you would please start your day with rather than the alarm clock shattering your dreams to dust, um, uh, awaken yourself and then meditate as the way in which you start the day. Uh, many, 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 a uh, couple decades ago, we were saying um, so the first thought, you can, you're allowed to choose the first thought in your day. It doesn't have to be what upset you about yesterday. And it doesn't have to be what you're supposed to be, and that is the word, what you'll be doing with the day. It doesn't have to be that. It's a thought of your own choice. When you wake up in the morning, you choose your first thought. And we suggested many, many shows, would you please choose the thought, I claim my power. Choose that as the first thought of your day. And once you get into the habit of that, and that will eventually transmogificate, which is in the dictionary, and thank you, Calvin and Hobbes, Tra uh, that will change, or transmogificate, into I am my power. And that will, according to your morphology, change into whatever it is. But to start your day with the idea of being conscious, and I've said, you know, um, a new day, an opportunity, a sacred and holy opportunity to embrace the potential of this day. Legends will be written about what I'm going to do with today. Songs will be sung about what I am doing with this day. I used to, like, thank you for showing me how much you love me today the, yeah, to the universe. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Now, that's a brilliant way to start the day, but most people start it with, yeah, I gotta get up. Yeah, I don't like my life. You know the ad where the par parrot and the guy's going, oh, no, not another. Oh, Lippy, we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah. So take your parrot and train it to say, Well, you, you want to know. Marco. Oh, Marco. Go and tell finish everyone, your joke and then I'll. Tell everyone the parrot's name is Marco and train it to say Polo. Polo. Yes, yeah. there we go. So okay. it started an endless loop, you see. Yeah of nonsense. <laughs> well, to piss your friends off, which is the point of having friends. Yeah. Okay, now what was I going to say? I don't know, but thank you for letting me finish the mm -hmm. joke. I'll do another one. Had a woodpecker that um, I, I tried to say who's there and told everybody his name was 
knock, knock. This goes on, go ahead. What, what, <laughs> the show, uh, what was our subject? Oh, being misunderstood or not being understood. Not being heard. Thought it was understood. Well. I've heard of this. You weren't Although listening to me. He it. didn't hear me, you see. See, there you go. <laughs> well, right. I don't know what I was going to say, but it was really um, interesting. So maybe it'll come about. <laughs> well, it will. I feel that, that w since we all come from our own filters and our own drama and trauma from our history, we are, and there's a card in this uh, Osho de deck called Projections, mm. we're always projecting what other people mean by what they're saying. And oh, yeah. to me, it's like having a badminton racket and the birdie comes out of your, someone else's mouth and you're just like, right, and bam, let me see if I can knock that thing down before it gets to your ears for you to really hear what it's saying. Because oh, people can often feel like they're having to subjugate themselves in order to listen to somebody else. And mm -hmm. so talking and listening have now been this act of dominance and things like that. Yeah. It's very important. A blocked throat chakra not only means you talk a lot, or, or not, not only means you don't talk very much, it means you talk too much to the ratio of listening. Oh, and, yeah. and that really is important to be able to listen and really hear what people are saying. It's amazing how people will feel like they don't have to talk as much if you just listen to them. Little children coming up, mom, 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 if you ignore them, they'll go on and on forever. If you turn all of your attention and say, what is it? And they say, <laughs> look at my ice cream. And you go, that's beautiful. Then they're done. They feel heard. And yeah. everybody deserves that. Sure. Everybody deserves that. And you gain from it every single time. Yeah. So I would a recommend to people to spend the next week really listening. Even though you thought you heard your husband say that 100,000 times before, or you thought your girlfriend was talking about the same thing, look at it new as if you're hearing it for the first time. Well, the, we did the show last week on receiving, and when you actually do receive, then you change. Mm -hmm. The people with these blocks that we keep talking about that is this ongoing know-it-all, you'll say one word and they'll talk for 25 minutes because it just sets something off in their head. And myself, personally, I, I will just go into meditation and often have to be reminded I'm on Earth uh, by the time they're done talking because, and, and a part of the show is at least <laughs> not being It's one way heard. to handle it. Well, it works for me perfectly because I'm self-validating and there are not so many people that are necessarily self-validating. In other words, the, the, you know, look at your ice cream. Yeah, it's nice. What's with you, mom, dad? <laughs> Don't you realize I can self-validate? I'm worth something. I don't have to be told I'm worth something. But I understand the children, you know, that come through this way. Yeah. So when you actually receive, you open the door to change. People that talk all the time have no idea what's going on around them, none whatsoever, because there's no input there. So well, yeah, the, now we, we, have, we offer a professional filter cleaning service. <laughs> I do actually. In. It's yeah. called emotional freedom, Technique. and I'm doing yeah. a training level Excellent. one tomorrow. By, by mm -hmm. the way, yeah. if I haven't been. Uh, I haven't sent out an email or advertised it. But if you're interested, oh. you may want to check out the website. It's very valuable because it, we, you, we really do get clogged with filter. And I do also a workshop that which you can download online. Um, 
opening your throat chakra, finding your voice. And it really is, if someone has a hard time getting their thought out and it takes 20 minutes to get a simple thought out, like, uh, oh, the ice cream is in the freezer and it takes 20 minutes to get there, it's because that person has had a long history of not being heard and so they keep adapting and adding more, thinking that they're going to come up with the right formula that people can actually hear them. Have compassion and be honest. This was another thing I wanted to bring up as well. We are so often in our own system of rules that we carry on our back, that we're not supposed to do this on Fridays and blah, 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 whatever that is. And then every time someone violates it, we sit in this God chair in our own head and condemn them to hell forever because of that. And it's all done in these little courtrooms in our individual heads. And it is so important that we just speak it. I, I see people all the time get angry over th something they think somebody else is doing, but they don't go up to that person and say, could you not do that? Or would you please do this? Because the person would go, oh, sure. But that person is not giving that other person power to, to change. And so a lot of times our our perceived power is in sitting in that little chair in our head and complaining about I, things. I fixed my little chair. I fixed it good. You fixed it good? Yes, I put a whoopee cushion in it. It works much better now. That's what that sound is. Yes, it is. And you thought it was the cat's asthma. Yeah. No, it's actually the whoopee cushion in my head. At any rate, so yeah, this does come along. Whoopee! Once you can recognize that whatever that other person is who just for every reason in the world seems to have no other agenda other than pissing you off, the, that person, once you recognize them as reflecting back to you, you, then you can come from a completely different place. You can actually love them and you can thank them I agree. for being that ridiculous dolt who's standing there just um, turned to solid rock based on some concept in well, your mind, by the way, that, that that's um, something that is offensive, but it's not. We just, so you write everybody a pass, otherwise you end up in this, um, and it's more than a pass, you love everybody for being the um, uh, sub-more, uh, the uh, completely ineffective. Well, if they're in your life, they're, they're, they're on a frequency they're, that you are, so instead of even going to that extent, deal with that within yourself. Exactly. And then you can love them for reminding you that that's something you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Thank you for showing yes. me what I used to be like. Yes. And so if you're out having fun and someone criticizes you for it, then you just thank them and run after them and give them a hug and a kiss and they'll call the police. Well, that's if you're a guy. <laughs> Otherwise, no, no, women are getting arrested for that anymore. Really? <laughs> yes. Now, now that's got to be YouTube gold. Let me go on YouTube right now and find Woman arrested for being affectionate. Let me just see what comes. Oh, wow. Well, they're condemned often for yeah. being too clingy. <laughs> clingy, yes, clawing, I think is the word. Okay, but so with Thanksgiving being next oh week God. and holidays and things like that, mm -hmm. here's what I would propose in that arena. Instead of just reacting, like just being there with your badminton racket, just waiting for some event to happen so that you can react and be upset with somebody, Try seeing everybody as if they are brand new people that you've just met. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And don't put yourself into those old molds. And every time you're upset with someone, it's because you are being called upon 
to look at your own set of rules and see if they're still working for you. Yeah. Because if they really work for you, you'll attract things that follow your personal your personal rules. If they don't work for you, you're going to run into a million people that are breaking your rules all the time. Um, in the last uh, two weeks, probably, I happen to have heard a news snippet that's been the same one three or four times, just was walking by a TV or something. And uh, the news snippet is, find out why it's going to be so hard to get a turkey this Thanksgiving, words to that effect. That's maybe, why. <laughs> <coughs> maybe you've heard this particular news snippet. Now, as a vegetarian, that's really kind of laugh out loud because of the, the frenzy involved in, you know, got to get that. So the, the idea of, of it not being a non-issue makes it so funny. Anyhow, that came up for some well, reason. Well, thought that creates. It's like yeah. when they say, oh, there's a coffee shortage, all of a sudden people right. order right. coffee. Oh, that was it. Yes. Thank you. Various yeah. things like that. Yes, well, I'm on, I'm on the to them now. Drive I purposely the don't buy it when they say that. Yeah. Drive the turkey prices up. The turkey cartels, you'll, you'll know those people. Feathers, beaks, little dangly things. It's just. Yeah. Um, they all, and then I have the gang tattoos, too, that go I, with I have, I yeah. have heard of that, yes. A little red thing right over the throat chakra. Uh, at any rate, okay. yeah. Well, start asking for what you truly wish to have from people in life. And do it with love, mm -hmm. with an open heart. And if they don't hear you, they don't hear you. Because people understanding you and seeing your brilliance and seeing who you really are, it's not your job to get them to, to see you or to hear you. You can get more from a whisper. Remember that Merrill Lynch whispers oh, yeah, yeah. or E.F. Mm. Hutton whispers, people listen, or whatever that commercial was Correct. back in the yeah. 60s? Yeah. It's true. And, and a friend of ours, Nancy, one time, did. we were pulling cards, and she pulled card and said something to that effect. And it's so true. We get so invested in screaming and shouting when just whisper and don't care. And that's when you get that attention. Mm -hmm. you. I know years ago we did shows on it's okay to be happy. And yeah. I think that's a highly I did bumper stickers, legalize happiness. happiness. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a very good concept that's really completely quite missing. Mm -hmm. Uh, these days, more so, or it seems to be welling into a bulge in yeah. the, the consciousness mm -hmm. that nobody, see, uh, since, and we both said since the secret came out, nobody can possibly be happy. I don't know why that was a secret, but, you know, you're, you're this whole thing, if you're not manifesting millions and trillions of dollars, there's something the matter with you. Yeah, or it no, becomes this stressed be. out frenzy that you're bringing into yeah. your spirituality because you have to have something to show for it if you're not a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, so it's okay to be happy. It's okay to be broken happy. It's okay to be rich and happy. It's okay to be unhappy and happy. It's just okay. And that's what nobody, everybody seems to be out there with this uh, hard-bitten drive to convince other people that they are worthy of being recognized, that their, their level of education, their level of intelligence, their level of achievement, their level is at a point where but if you don't recognize you, the other person certainly isn't going to. And that's why I say, let's do self-validation for a couple generations. I'm okay with being me. I like being me. That's much better than what you used to say. Yeah, me is okay. I have no idea what I used to say, and also I'm, I'm not, not interested in what I'll I used to say. I'll tell you guys Because that's not who I... All right, go ahead and say it. No, I'm going to say it after the show. No, say it. Mm -mm. Nope.
I'm not Anyhow, I'm still happy with being me. And we'll continue to be happy with being me. As a matter of fact, I've always been happy with being me. And my guidance counselor didn't get it. And that teacher in high school didn't get it. And certainly when I went to college, nobody got that. But still, well, do you I was happy with being me. Do you, does anybody remember the Seinfeld episode with Uncle Leo when he would get Jerry and hold onto his arm and talk to him yeah, and wouldn't let everybody. go? Well, the long talkers, we're all long talkers at different times. There's nobody that's exempt. I do it, you do it, we all do it. It's just whatever. But where we start gaining some mastery is when we can talk and still be observant and listen at the same time. That's really what we're, what we're doing all this talking and listening to do is to get to that refining point. And if somebody is backing up from you, start recognizing body language, it's time yeah. to wind down. I yeah. remember being at this party or some gathering and I, somebody started a conversation and that led into me saying something. And it was a rather long concept and I didn't really even wish to do it. And I was in the middle of it and I kind of saw the body language signs of you know looking around or whatever. And, and I just stopped talking and said, I mean, I just stopped in mid-sentence because I didn't want to say that, and they obviously didn't want to hear it, so I just stopped and we just walked away. It was so freeing. I didn't have my feelings hurt. I didn't take up 40 minutes or 40, it wasn't 40 minutes, but about five minutes of someone's time. They didn't want to hear the story. Start honoring your words as if they're pearls and mm -hmm. who you're putting them in front of. Yeah. Don't just lay them anywhere randomly seeking that approval. Really look for someone that's going to hear you because you deserve that. Curing projectile verbal diarrhea. But yes, watch body language. Yeah. No, when the person glazes over, yes, okay, you can put candles in them and pretend they're a birthday cake. Or you can stop talking, or you can smack your hands together to get everyone's attention. Or you can go, hey, stand up, you talk for a while. You know, it's, it's, there, we ha have this, <clears throat> we said on many, many shows now in a row, the single most valuable thing on earth, not diamonds, not gold, not stock, not money, not a car that runs on water, What's important, the thing, the most important thing, is attention. That's it. Now, why would that be, which would theoretically be the most abundant thing, why would that be so valuable? And that is because nobody values their own attention. Mm -hmm. Our children are not taught. Our children are taught to value mommy's attention, uberalis, daddy's secondarily in a pinch. Uh, siblings, if we can't get a hold of mom or dad, well, then we can, the attention of the siblings, so forth and so on. But no child is ever, 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 ever taught to value their own attention. So we've said, and that is the basis of the major screw up in our society. We've painted so many times the picture of the little child, there he is, or her, um, in that uh, graphic novel that is uh, the little dolls, uh, Barbie or action figures, or the child's a little older, Ken and Barbie, and there's some action figures. Okay, and the, and the phone rings, and the kid bursts out of this graphic novel they were writing around whatever their dolls were doing, and runs over to mommy and goes, mommy, mommy, mommy. And mommy, who's on the phone, goes, not, ooh, what a pretty ice cream, goes, I and the child goes, oh my God, what a boatload of attention. And from there on in, guilt is their way of life. 
And that's what's going on. The, whole, the reason attention is so valuable is the level of guilt held sacred in our society. And guilt is simply the poor man's integrity. Guilt is the poor man's principle. Guilt is the poor in man's character. Consciousness you, poor, not money poor. They kind of run parallel in a way, but mm. yeah. Okay, because you can be very valuable and, and have great wealth without any money whatsoever. Yeah, yeah so it, it is very definitely. Yeah. So attention being the most valuable thing, and they have variable rates. The attention of a lawyer is just ridiculous. The, <laughs> the attention of um, a fireman, you know, the attention of, um, what's the opposite of a fireman? A waterman. Yes, there we go. The attention of a lifeguard. Yeah, there you go. Watermen okay. go trying to burn up water with fire. It became it? a steamy scene, sort of Nior in its own way. Someone coming out of the fog with the hat, and I'm back now. But I'll call in if I'm you have so any sure questions about, about why it is that we would be talking about this and why it seems to be so interesting. Okay. Well, why I think that next time the the Shanghai happens, I don't know where that expression came from. Shanghai. I would being Shanghai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if it's some war reference, I apologize for that. But whatever, it communicates a thought. Whenever you feel like you are, are stuck in a situation, start becoming familiar with your honesty. Even if you don't wish to say it or you're not at a place where you can speak it, speak it to yourself so you know how you feel. And I did that and it really helped me a lot when I would be stuck in situations where people were channeling me for their own benefit and things like that and I found myself doing all these tasks that I didn't really wish to do but hadn't spoken up for myself. How I did that instead of just going and freaking out on people and yelling at people I would allow that to continue and then I would say what is it that I'm really feeling right now and I had a dialogue with myself and I started hearing how I really felt and once I heard how I really felt then love was the carrier wave that carried my truth and I could speak how I felt without getting into a fight with someone. Now that is just a piece of advice that is very useful, has worked oh, for me absolutely. many times. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So while well, we have uh, just a moment, and do call in if there's anything uh, on your mind. Uh, because it's Lamont evidently and the rest of the Mayan information we had today. Uh, so this is a device I built, as you can see on camera right now, my face. Uh, this device, that one, there we go, okay. Well, actually, may I just preface this? Sure. Um, I have wanted a tongue drum my whole life, and I was looking for one on the Internet, and they're, they're usually a little pricey. That's why I hadn't gotten one. And so I showed Neville the picture of one that I wanted, and he went and just made it. He, he didn't really have Built any it. other schematics other than what I had printed out. So. Yeah, and uh, this so is a slight impressive. modification, but still works. And um, this is a tongue drum, in case you haven't heard one. Which I'm is from Africa, and they usually use local African wood, and it just makes this real nice mm -hmm. bongo sound. I don't know how this will sound on the air, but here we go. Where's my lighter? <laughs>
Anyhow, this is um, a lot of fun, these things. Let us um, give us some feedback on it, if you would like. And we can do uh, designing on these things here. So I do actually quite a lot of woodworking, which is never really displayed on the show, but um, been building some interesting. Such a beautiful time. Yeah, those ones. I like that note. It's completely flat. Mm -hmm. Well, you need I like to do that. I mean, that, that serves a purpose. Rather. It does. It's anticlimactic. No. That note. If there everything was the high note. It would be pretty be much like a scream, wouldn't it, it now? <laughs> you couldn't tell if everything yeah. was the high note. It'd just yeah, be bad so note. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our concept and um, the latest of the waveforms is a butterscotch calcite. Mm -hmm. It will take approximately 200 years to melt that in your mouth, provided you could get it in your mouth to begin with. I think it'd be longer than 200 years. Well take two and call me when you reincarnate. Excuse me. Although calcite is a rather soft stone mm -hmm. comparatively. Well, I know we're not at to, at the readings thing, but I thought I would yeah. do the two, a couple people in the audience asked for a reading. Let's do so, this. Well, I'll start with uh, Shanina since she asked first. Yay. Okay. So I'm going to be doing cards, which this, the camera people don't know, so... Um, we probably won't be able They'll to get this on camera. Okay, so we got, Shanina, this is for you. Going with the flow. It does seem like a lot of the things that you've designed for yourself are starting to come to fruition. And so it's saying to just let yourself coast with the, with the currents instead of fighting them or swimming upstream right now. And it's bringing about a great awareness of who you are. I think who you thought you were a couple of years ago had um, let's say was resonant with a different type of person than you are now. And so it's like upgrading you just in uh, regards to uh, personal relationships. It's that they fit who you used to be, but they don't fit who you are now. And the fighting, the inner struggle, it's kind of like the things that we resist in our life definitely persist, but even that inner struggle that we have, just don't even resist it. Just let it come and um, something I've recommended to people in the past is to get two different color pens and just write these two different sides. Like let's say you want to go on a cruise and so you write, I really want to go on a cruise and that part of you that says no, we can't afford it, blah, 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 that voice that holds you back. Just get a dialogue going and you can then become the third part that really oversees that whole conflict. And I think you'll see that things move a lot easier. A lot of old resistances are going away right now, which is good. So okay, I was uh, having a, in meditation, and one of the uh, aspects of meditation is for me to uh, become aware of something that I hadn't been aware of. And uh, this built up for a very, very, very long time. If people have followed the show, there was the time when I was asking if insects had hearts and someone was so kind uh, to call in to say that insects are this hydraulic item so their movement circulates like their legs, food. Yeah. yeah, 
Okay, so um, many times I've meditated on the heart as a focus for the meditation, and then I had um, uh, what was astounding to me, I felt all of the blood in my body move at once. Every time the heart beats, all of your blood moves. This is just logic, but to actually perceive that. So because I wished for the uh, alertness, the awareness, I thought of all the blood in all the humans on Earth moving all at the same time, which popped my eyes open and accelerated my breathing. So then I go back to this meditation, and then it struck me that uh, every heart of all we humans, every heart is beating to its own rhythm, and that is fine and correct and very apparently so. However, we could consciously agree to synchronize our hearts. Now, the first thing someone might say about that is that, well, if I'm jogging and my heart's going at 100 and something, and you're sitting there quite asleep and your heart's going at 60 something, how can we possibly be synchronized? And I say, well, yeah, that does defy logic. However, it is possible that if we all synchronized on one particular heartbeat, then it doesn't matter if someone's heartbeat is faster or slower, because every such and such a beat will all be hitting exactly the same synchronization. So then if you know enough of um, medicine to go, oh, look, a pulse. If you dial 91, no, no, there it is, OK. Um, where was I? Oh, if you can find your heartbeat, there it is, OK. And if, um, you know, we can all just, uh, and I don't wish to be leader for this, but if I just start counting my own heartbeat and then you just kind of sink into it when you're ready, and it's only because I'm the one speaking, unless you would like to. Well, I was just going to add something. That's what drums do when yeah. people get together. And it's interesting you brought the drum. But there's an exercise I do in the psychic development class uh, that um, it's a biofeedback type thing where mm -hmm. we take our pulse and then we go into a meditation and just visualize. I just talk people through having your heart beat in a certain rhythm and cadence. Then we take our pulse again, and the beats have changed as a result of that. When we have a speaker, like a preach, uh, minister or preacher or a charismatic speaker, they talk in a cadence that actually changes your heart rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so we do unite through that. So you're onto something even bigger than you know. Um, uh, I got a good picture of it, but let me just go one tiny step further in that in that if we do all synchronize our heartbeat, all heartbeats on Earth synchronized, then the telepathy would increase massively. Then the healing of the heart could be done by we the human race rather than we the individual. So that if anybody had a broken heart, it wouldn't remain broken once it was synchronized with all the other hearts. Mm -hmm. And so I'll count very rapidly to a thousand. To the drum. One, a thousand. Oh, okay. That was very rapid, though. All My right. My heart's and just. Oh, we're going to do the duck, and then maybe we can do that. All right. We'll do after. Don't beat your heart till after the duck. Hold your heart. <laughs> Here come the duck, Marita. Thank you for being a lovely dangler. Okay, authenticity, and that's what I was speaking of. And relax. I didn't 
mean to pull two cards, but it really is so relaxing just to be who you are. Take that girdle off your aura and be yourself. What did you get? Clarity. I wrote a long time ago. I was, um, when I was a teenager, I read a sci-fi story about this uh, mother tiger uh, who accidentally, as though there were such a word, fell off a mountain and died. And an angel came to her and said, come back, come back, don't forget your cubs. And the tiger re-ensouled its being. And the angel turned out to be Clarity. And I just drew the angel of Clarity, which mm. did remind me of that. So I, 20-something um, years later, I petitioned to talk to the angel Clarity, who eventually introduced me to Uh, another, there's, there's three of them, they're sisters, Clarity, Faith, and Knowing. So uh, Clarity introduced me to Knowing, and Clarity and Knowing introduced me to Faith. And that was uh, one of the uh, doorways I went through in the process of writing the um, um, Protocols book, that, that particular trinity oh, of angels is in there. Yeah. It's lovely. I'm going to, um, that's, that's very beautiful. I oh, know thanks. we've got a few calls on hold. I thought I would do Marita's reading real quick. And the first card we get for you is the morality. And this is saying you're being too hard on yourself, perhaps something from the past that you're judging yourself. And it's to take a step back and say, hey, uh, I love myself unconditionally and I'm never not on my path. And what is it in, in this for me? And the things that are grating against you right now are a good way of uh, seeing that reflection of what you're judging yourself about. The creativity, and I, I feel this may be in connection with your work or something where the creativity part, um, you're not feeling that flow, but that you can bring it into there and take things to a completely different level. And it does feel like there's some change along those lines. And the mind card, maybe mulling over certain decisions. And I feel all three of the cards are talking about decisions. And to just know that you've always made the right ones. And it reminds me of Sweepy on those steel girders and Popeye cartoons where they'd just be crawling and the next girder comes up. And it feels like you had to go the steps you've taken in order to get where you're going. And so it's all going to work out mm -hmm. perfectly in that way. And so we have a call? Yes, okay. and uh, let me just... Um, do this really quickly because okay. we were going to do it right after the duck. So just uh, let your heart synchronize and call okay. her. Thank you for being We've patient just for a moment. Okay. So. Very nice. Uh, thank you for waiting, caller. Hi, what's your name, please? Hi, Marisol. Marisol, what can we do for you? That was really cool what you did. Just said. It was interesting. Um, your thank show you. is great. I love watching it. And thank I just you. wanted to know if I could get a reading from Mary. Sure. Mm -hmm. Happy thank to. You. Bye. Okay. And the first card we get is traveling. This can actually mean traveling that it's a time of traveling, but often it's talking about the traveling of our spirit, spiritual life, to that enlightenment, that sun, that's always uh, assisting us to reach higher and to learn more and to grow, because we really don't ever stop. 
in that sometimes we go into these little eddies or these little pools on the side thinking that we're stuck in something and it's understanding that we go through these because these are on our path and that we're not supposed to stay in them, that we can leave at any time and that you're not being held back. So there's a lot of understanding that's going on between you and you and I think this is very powerful. It's very liberating as the breakthrough card illustrates. So maybe you are moving on to your next thing, um, almost feels like being out of schooling of some sort and actually being ready to act out what you were learning. That doesn't have to be literally school, but now's the time. So thank you. Excellent. We have our next caller. Hi, Hi. Um, this is Cynthia. Hi. And I think you two are just lovely, lovely people and well, so knowledgeable and, and oh, so enlightening. You. And I love your drumming. And Mary, you have beautiful <laughs> Very kind hands. of you. Thank you. <laughs> thank and you. I would like your reading, please. Sure. Yes. Your drumming was beautiful, Neville. It's the first time you've really played that, right? Because since you made really, it. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, I listened to it yeah. when I made it. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we have playfulness, which I love. It's about spreading our light. What if we were brought up being taught that it's not a matter of we're somehow sinners or we're bad kids and we've got to try to be good and then we'll get rewarded if we are, but that we're actually beautiful beings of light that we... Uh, throw everywhere and I feel like you have that in your soul like somewhere down in there you brought that memory with you and that enables you to do whatever you put your mind to this card the tiger represents supreme success writing on top of the world and just know that that we can always be there um, if we see the value in everything and see it equally which I think that you will and the patience, the patience is that something really big is getting ready to happen for you. I don't say this often, but perhaps you could go play the lottery and, uh, or ask for the lottery numbers tonight because it almost feels that that kind of a vibe. Anything that you'll go for will probably be um, very successful for you. So thank and, you. And uh, our next caller is from Miami, Florida. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Well, Louder, you're in Florida. Come on. My name is Tina. Hi, Tina. Tina hi. Hi, what? you guys. I love you guys so much. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. Thank I'm you. very upset right now. Oh, what's the oh, matter? I really need a reading. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. You're welcome. Take care. Okay. Thank you for calling yeah, us. Yeah, email me too, okay? Okay. 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 Just a yeah. Well, we get the exhaustion card. So one of the things that this tells me is it's a situation that's been going on for a while and it's really draining your energy and ha has you exhausted. I mean, even look at the pictures. It just, to me, is very exhausting even looking at that. And anything that is stressful and that we're resisting against really is or is resisting against us causing us to be tired is really ultimately an, a lie. If we didn't believe in aging, we wouldn't even age. This is saying to pan up and look at things from a higher position and that there's somebody in spirit that's all around you and that they just want you to know that everything is okay and not to, not to worry and that if you feel your pain, allow it. Don't, don't judge it or anything. Just let it flow through you and that there's a great reconciliation coming for you in so many different ways. And the comparison card is, I, I know Neville has said before, he put it 
uh, a nice way that the old blessing doesn't necessarily look like the new blessing, but that it, it, we always tend to compare things to the way things were, when if we look back in the way things were, it wasn't that great. There have been relationships that people are in and they're really unhappy and then that person leaves them and they go, oh, I'm miserable, I want them back and they only remember the good times and, and they do that with a lot of pain. But if you see the real picture, it, it was necessary for everybody. So thank you. Okay. And uh, I would like to mention um, something I did not advertise, but I'm doing a, a tarot class this coming weekend from 12 to 3 that's EFT and tarot. What we day? have another call what on day? Uh, Sunday, Sunday, and then EFT level one training is tomorrow, and we have mm -hmm. another call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. I was calling uh, for a general reading with Mary, if possible. Mm -hmm. Sure. Perfectly. What's your name? Nancy. Nancy, okay. hi. Thank you. All right. Well, the first card we get clinging to the past. There are so many things in this trash compacted lump of the past that's preventing her from seeing this beautiful cup of light. There are conversations in there, there are all, all these old things. And it's saying that there is so much waiting right in this now and to let go of any kind of a past hold that you may have and transform from it. And I believe you really do do that. You've been through your hard times, but you have a very progressive attitude and you don't hang on to them like most people do. And so it's okay to know who you are. I'm almost feeling too that there are people around you that it might be time for everybody to, to just go their separate ways and not to be upset if, if you want that to happen. And these aren't people that are really close to you but they might be casual friends because you're really progressing into another echelon. And so allow the new people to come to you in the way is being paid for you. And if you are ever thinking of starting your own business or doing some enterprise like that, there's going to be funding from the universe for that. So think about what that might be. One of the techniques of no longer being a guilt puppet is to realize that guilt keeps the past alive. Yeah. Which I had in my thinking for a long time until, and this is relatively recently, that I decided that I absolutely love my past. I'm not going to um, feel guilty about it in any way, but I do love it because it's who I am. And yet at the same time, I move into the future. So as much yeah. as I agree with the Toltecs, I would upgrade it just slightly to say, well, absolutely love your past, but do not be um, guilty Well, I think about that's the, the releasing your attachment to the past is, yeah, is really is not the being thing. Um, but is loving it, well, not feeling I, guilty about when it. When we have talked about regrets in the past, I said that when I was young, probably in my early 20s, I used to write letters to my future self when I would make big decisions as to why I was making this decision because I had so many experiences where I was so regretful over a decision. And I didn't think it was fair that this future me was judging that past me with armed with the information that that past me gave me by making that decision. So we do have to forgive our past selves and that's really what it's about. Well love, yeah, love our past selves because mm -hmm. that's who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a very elevated and that's more than likely going to provide enormous breakthroughs for mm -hmm. a system of that, mm -hmm. that can be the next mm -hmm. and the secret only without the well, speaking uh, of that, there's a, a movie that I have a few cameos in that's called The Ultimate Answer, which goes way beyond the secret 
And if you go to our website, I think the store page, it gives to it. Mm -hmm. a link to it. It really is far better. It's a very good movie. You may want to watch it. And yeah, we'll be is doing that it for our time for this about evening? about out of time. Come join us at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle, provided this is indeed Thursday night. And if, if you're calling and not getting an answer, we're only live Thursday nights, 8.30 yeah. Eastern. It was Thank our joy you. and honor to take you to the door. And a lot of people, if you do desire a reading, it does have to be Thursday night at 8.30. If you want a free reading on the show, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Thank you.